Astro Blast. What the hell? You're not a host of the show. That's right, everybody. You heard it right. Producer Jenny has her own mic this episode. Technically, all this equipment belongs to me. So. No, 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 that's no, no, fake. No, no. That's I retrograde. bought this mic from Danny Brown on <laughs> Reverb. That's right. How dare you? Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. And this d- today's a little different, isn't it? Yes. We're calling this episode Co-Host Retrograde. We're going to swap our roles. We're going to Freaky Friday it up in here. And Chris is going to teach me about something that I know nothing about that he is passionate about. That's right. Before we get into what it is, let's just do our little thing in the beginning here. We're begging. Looking Jenny right in the eyes as I say, rate and review us in the podcast app. Good job. Thank you, producer Jenny. She sprays us with a little uh, (laughs) water bottle if we don't don't, uh, do that. Yeah. And it's kind of nice because it's really hot. Spritz me. Yeah. We may read your review on an episode. I've got one here from Jimby Kimball, titled My Sign. Hmm? Your old friend. Oh, I thought you said my girlfriend. My girlfriend, (laughs) Jimby Kimball. (laughs) Writes, I don't care about astrology, but this is fun and funny. I'm laughing and I'm learning. And that is exactly the point of the podcast. I'm glad it's being absorbed how I intended it to be absorbed. To both laugh and also learn. Yeah, learn against your will. Thank you, Jimby. Knowledge is power. This is Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> you can write into us at astroblasting at gmail.com or in the submission form on our website at astroblasting.com, and we may answer your question at the end of an episode. We love to advise our fans. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at astroblasting on both. And later in the episode, we're going to do another astro probe with my friend Samira from the band Winter. And our reminder for the last week of our Virgo playlist. It is on Spotify and Apple Music or on our website under Astro Jams. We're going to have a Libra playlist coming up next week. So get that Virgo playlist in while it's hot. Five virgins. I I chose five songs by five virgins. Uh, What? Producer Jenny doesn't like it. Producer Jenny makes a disapproving face at us at every taping. What? I'm the I'm here for Some a good time. Some people are time. virgins. I know that's foreign to you. It's 2019, Jenny. <laughs> what and the hell? <laughs> virginity is now a sexuality. Virginity's canceled. All right. We're going into this big <laughs> friggin' episode. This is a huge episode for me. This is And what are you teaching me about today? All right. So you're very passionate about astrology. You read a lot of books about it. You love it. And you started a podcast about it. I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, what I love so much is a great movie. By a very cool guy. Well, starring a very cool guy. Mm-hmm. And the guy's name is Tom. And the movie's... Hanks. No, no you, can't you, be. No, you wish. And friggin' hell no. He, Tom Hanks couldn't handle being in such a sick-ass movie like this. <laughs> I have to agree. The movie... The guy is called Cruz Tom. And the movie is called... <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow. Or Live, Die, Repeat. Edge of tomorrow. Edging tomorrow? Edge of tomorrow. We okay. will edge tomorrow. No, no, no. Edge, edge of until tomorrow. Edge, edging edge until tomorrow. Edge tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. 24 hours of edging. Yeah. Well, that's a sequel. <laughs> Live edge 1080p. repeat. Live 1080p edge HD. Repeat. I like that. That's very Tom cool. Tom Cruise edges for 24 hours. 1080, mm. 1080p. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So I understand that uh, the two of you watched this movie. We mm-hmm. did. For preparation. We had both never seen it until a few days ago. Okay, so you didn't know anything about it going into it? Nothing. No, I had never even heard of it until you were like, you have to watch Edge of Tomorrow for co-host Retrograde. Yeah, baby. 
And, well, how do how should we go about this? Well, the first thing I did was I said... Tom Cruise is so hot. I said, Siri, what does Edge of Tomorrow have on Rotten Tomatoes? And she Gu- said... Guess what she says. Which one? And then I click Edge of Tomorrow Sci-Fi 2014. Edge of Tomorrow has a 90% rating from Rotten Tomatoes. That's my boy! That's my movie! And I, I was instantly more interested, not because I treasure Rotten Tomatoes, but because I assume a Tom Cruise movie is going to be, like, annoying or stupid. What the hell? I've never been a fan of... Mission Impossible? Things. Two? Never seen it. One? Never seen it. Four? Never seen three, it. Three? No. Six? No. Nine? No, there's no nine Six. yet. Mission Impossible 69? Rogue Nation? That's got to be, that has to be on Pornhub. Mission Impossible 69, come on. I guarantee it. Yeah, never heard of it, but then when I saw that, I was like, okay, some people out there really liked this. Um, John Wick also has like something in that range on Rotten Tomatoes, and I fucking love John Wick. So So good, John Wick. I was like, all right, I'm pumped. And then I watched the trailer, got more excited. Oh, you watched the trailer? Yeah. I was curious. Okay. I didn't watch the trailer. Good, good, I just went good. in cold. Yeah. Isn't that the best way to see a movie? You know nothing. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Download and get right. Yeah. So well, do you know a lot about this movie? Like did you like Oh gosh, of course I do. You're like a you fan have, like you have an edge of tomorrow baseball hat. cap. That's right. Wow. I have a hat. Really? I was gonna wear it and then as I left the house I went. Oh, I should have got a hat. And then I stood like halfway up the stairs for a second. You were was... still standing outside your yeah, house. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> it's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I just got in my it's car. Podcast, not pod hats. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Finally, someone has the bravery to say it. 2019, my wow. ass. Wow, <laughs> I'm yelling so far. Oh, Jenny, uh, should we say something about you? Oh, yeah, Jenny is the producer the executive producer of astro blast yeah she, she also helped uh, she was the executive producer on my album born hot which yeah is... well as someone who was born hot just slightly earlier in time than mm-hmm. you thank you i felt it was my duty to pass on what i know yep uh to the next uh like quarter generation uh-huh and the lesser important, lesser known, lesser important things about Jenny, she's had a fantastic, beautiful music career what for the, the last like sixty nine years. Um, oh my god! Nice. She yeah. wrote a song for Pitbull. That's true. I've heard. Well, mm. she's the host, <laughs> she's the host. Of, I know about it. <laughs> the host of Buffering the Vampire Slayer, a Buffy rewatch podcast that is fantastic. Huge fan. Yes, I do that. She is also now the host of Veronica Mars Investigations, a Veronica Mars rewatch podcast. I can't stop rewatching stuff and then yapping about it afterwards into a microphone. You're obsessed. You can't stop me. Well, how many times you are you gonna are you gonna start an Edge of Tomorrow rewatch podcast? <laughs> yeah, where I just like rewatch it over and over again, end on end, and every time I'm like, well, end on end. Isn't that a pretty good idea for a podcast, given yeah. what the movie is about? Hell yeah, end on end like sixty nine, end on end like Human Centipede, end on end. Human Centipede, <laughs> end on end like some of these wolves. What did we talk about a few weeks ago you that got... I was getting fucked by a wolf and and so, this is an episode. This is what happens when I don't sit. 
in the room while you tape. You we tell you, you, producer Jenny Chris has to be in the room. getting spit roasted by some wolves. It's called no, no, Eiffel no. Towered. He got Eiffel Towered by two wolves a few episodes ago, and you weren't here to witness it, but it's on our Pornhub account, pornhub.com slash astroblast. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, slash assblast. Yeah. Chris um, Farron gets Eiffel Towered by two feral hogs. <laughs> 1080 30 to 50 feral hogs. <laughs> it's a great meme from six months ago. Check it out. <laughs> We're also going to talk about what color is the dress and those two llamas. <laughs> what, the two dancing llamas? internet there was baby. Like two llamas. There was two llamas running around. Anyway, so of course, Edge of Tomorrow is a great movie. 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Let me just read before we get into it. This is the uh, the synopsis. Or the, yeah. When Earth falls under attack from invincible aliens, Whoa. no military unit in the world is able to beat them. Major William Cage, my boy Tom Cruise, an officer who has never seen combat, is assigned to a suicide mission. Shh, stop screaming. There are children in this neighborhood that just heard you scream, suicide mission. <laughs> yeah, should I close some more windows? No, the relax. The kids in this neighborhood are growing I'll, up too fast all of a sudden. I'll I'll dumb, I'll dull my senses for you. What the fuck? Oh, you're right. Killed within moments, Cage <laughs> finds himself thrown into a time loop in which he relives the same brutal fight and his death over and over again. However... Cage's fighting skills improve with each encore, bringing him and a comrade, Emily Blunt, ever closer to defeating the aliens. So you would say that this is kind of like 51st Fates. 51st <laughs> Fates. That's or 51st cool. Fights. That doesn't rhyme, though. No. With the, I'll go. Oh, I'm sorry. You could both go. That's why I don't usually have a microphone. Fuck you, Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. What, you think because this is your house that I don't get to stay here? <laughs> hmm. Anyway, I say Chris can stay. Yeah. It, so uh, it's like 51st <laughs> Fates. It's like Groundhog Day, except with Tom Cruise and he kicks ass, actually. Uh, He's fighting 30 to 50 feral groundhogs. That's right. Uh, 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 uh. Anyway, it's a great movie. It's my favorite. It's one of my top four favorite movies, and this is a good opportunity for me to remind everybody of the the big four. Can I guess who your big <laughs> and these four? These are my top four Can movies, I and I, and I hope we have all memorized them by the is end. Is one of, of them this. John Wick? Okay, there's a big five, and it's and and <laughs> the John Wick trilogy is 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 one film is one. Can I guess? Yes. Okay. Frozen. Should I, what what? How do you want me to tell you if you're right? Okay, yeah, I'll just say the five. Okay, so John Wick Trilogy, Edge of Tomorrow, Frozen. Okay, two more. A Star is Born. No, or sorry, maybe. The fuck? <laughs> the original A Star is I Born. I did love A Star is Born. And I will do combat with anybody who uh, contests me. When we were coming up for names for this podcast, A Star is Born was in the mix because Chris loves the movie and um, in astrology. A Star is Born Hot. Exactly. And um, the Mission Impossible franchise? I don't know. You love Tom Cruise. You're H for the TCD. I'm not. TCD. He's just got a nice style about him on movies. Oh, did you know that his real last name is Mapother? He Wait, I'm sorry. He has a nice style about him. This is, this his is, acting style, I like it. I love when straight men talk about <laughs> other straight men. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I've never overtly thought about asking his D. I just only in my dreams. His what acting style? <laughs> no, I I would be Ooh. very. I'm very open about the 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 men that I would, you know, get hello. Go to the whole cannoli. Uh, yeah, Edris Alba. Except I don't like mm. his speaking voice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only one I can think of right now. Tyrese. Okay. Um, so the top, the big five mm-hmm. are the John Trilogy. Nice. Edge of Tomorrow. Yep. Frozen. Mm-hmm. Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle, sorry. Okay, okay. Scream. <gasps> oh, yeah. Scream is scream. great. Scream there, is we've got the common movie. ground there between John Wick and Scream. We got something. But all the Tom Cruise, I've never seen Sleepless in Seattle either. That's Tom Hanks. Wait, is that what you just said? Sleepless in Seattle? Mm -hmm. Different Tom. What am I thinking of? Eyes wide shut. That's That's different. That's very different. That's a different situation. Is Tom Tom Cruise in that? Yes. I've never seen either of them, and I always mix them up because it's like Eyes Wide Shut, Sleepless in Seattle. (laughs) Those are some different ass movies. Different ass movies. (laughs) Well, moving on. Yeah. um, Those are my favorite movies. I I love movies like Edge of Tomorrow. I'm gonna cry. Um, that are like action movies, have a, a sci-fi elements to them, but they're just so fucking sick. Did you like Hunger Games? Uh, it's okay. It's for kids, isn't it? You've seen it? Yeah. People are like brutally murdered. Well, yeah, but the people are brutally murdered in the novels, and they are young adult novels. There's like they like blow up a bunch of children at the end of the third one with bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's for kids. It's youth, uh, young adult literature. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, so Edge of Tomorrow. What did you think? <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I liked it a lot. It. This is a thing. I've never enjoyed a movie so deeply that had so many plot holes. Oh, yeah, of course. It, it, like, was infinite, but I was still, like, engaged more and more with each scene. Like, even when I was like, that's not, that doesn't make sense. I was like, but go on. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I feel similarly. I had a blast. It's a blast. Yeah. It was an astro blast. Was it? It was a good astro blasting. Did the trailer give away the concept of the repeatingness of it? I kind of, when I watched it, I was watching it peripherally, like for aesthetic. I was right. like, action movie Tom Cruise, kind of right. spacey, kind of looks like Transformers. Right. He's fallen out of a plane, but I wasn't like paying attention. I, it wasn't yeah. until like Jenny said something about like in the beginning of the movie when he first dies, I was like, what? <laughs> and she was like, he's going to come back, I think, like Freaky Friday. And I was, or whatever. Wait, not Freaky Friday. Like some kind of reason. Like Jesus? Like Jesus Christ? Like Jesus. And I was like, oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I was kind of like along for the ride, we'll yeah. say. One when, when the first time I saw it, the same thing happened to me. I was like, Tom Cruise dies, dies right now. I was like Emily like Blunt. Minute, yeah, I was like, whoa, Emily too. Blunt is in this and like 30 minutes, seconds later, I was like, Emily Blunt died already. Yeah. Hey, spoilers yeah. for anybody who hasn't seen Edge of Tomorrow. I mean, this is like the it's like saying John Wick's dog died. They yeah, both die right spoiler in the beginning. For John Wick. But also, we're going to spoil Edge <laughs> of Tomorrow way more than that. Yeah. Potentially. So at this if point, you don't want to hear spoilers, turn this freaking podcast off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my biggest, my biggest question mark. Okay. I guess that the movie is sort of like bookended by two big question marks. The first is how they make a movie so good. <laughs> after that, and why isn't it longer? 
Okay, so the first question that I have is sort of like, well, first of all, I just want to compliment the design of the aliens. Right? So Those aliens great. are pretty sick. They look There's, so cool. They look so scary when they're like rolling in and like droves off the, like onto the beach. I was like, fuck. The way There's, they move is like so like such a smart way of like they made a thing like appear like truly otherworldly. Otherworldly yeah. and terrifying, but like also still like totally registers. Like your brain doesn't have to do any like work to right. understand it but at the same time it's like completely foreign right the terrifying. alpha ones though were a little slightly bit less digimon -y. like they were like yeah i was like that is it looks like a legendary pokemon yeah. <laughs> but i like the omega a lot just looking like a big old sea anemone yeah tight. that was pretty sick mm -hmm. okay uh so my my first question about the movie just like in broadly speaking mm -hmm. um is if these aliens have what they have going on, going on, they seem like pretty formidable and pretty like it just just the fact that a military force has been mobilized against them in some kind of like earthbound logic militaristic attack plan War, yeah. seems it just seems kind of like I feel like these aliens would have landed and they would have just had the planet and like the the whole concept of the military being like, we're going to do a thing and we're going to defeat. The, and this has been going on for a while. And there are all these different fronts. It just feels like they're huge swirling balls of like limbs and imminent death. You know what I think? What? Uh, and not to say that the, it's impossible for there to be plot holes in this movie. It doesn't have a hundred percent around tomatoes has a 90%. Um, they say at one point in the movie that the aliens want them to think they want the humans to think that they can win. Yeah. But yeah. like, why, why even bother? I think so they can learn from them. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, don't they directly we say like up to a hundred percent around tomatoes? <laughs> um, yes, powerful movie. It's great. You don't have like facts for us. No, or I got facts for you. Hey, don't worry, <laughs> I got all sorts of facts. It came out May twenty eighth, two thousand fourteen. That's pretty interesting. I have a hat, as we talked about earlier. <laughs> the budget. You want to guess what the budget was? A hundred. $114 million. Okay, what do you guess? That felt right. Uh, you if can I go a dollar more and you could win. I'm going to say $98 million. Oh, my God. Jenny, you win. What was it? The budget was $178 million. Holy oh my shit. God. Well, but here's another <laughs> guessing game. Oh, the box office wasn't very good, was it? I never heard of it. Box office, $50 million. Okay. Box office... 76 million. You are two of the stupidest people I've ever met. <laughs> because Thank you. the box office was 370.5 million. Edge of Tomorrow oh is God. a fucking sick money making movie. Okay, relax. Why is there no sequel? It's been five years. Well, the, I'll tell you all about this sequel in a second. <gasps> Before you do, can I just state that when we were desperately trying to find the movie, which has been firmly rebranded as Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow. Uh huh. 
where it was Suddenly, initially Edge released of Tomorrow as became, Edge of Tomorrow. Right. Yeah, it became like the subtitle for some yeah. reason. And one thing that I was reading about, I was trying to like figure out why that was. Uh-huh. And one solution that, that came back on my Googling journey was that it hadn't been a box office success. So they were trying to distance the home release from the theatrical release. So that person, obviously, whoever wrote that was a moron. Was a fucking idiot. Them. They tripled their massive budget. Yeah, but I would bet that three hundred seventy million is is still like a disappointment for Tom Cruise for a Tom Cruise situation. Yeah. So what's up with the sequel? Well, I'm so glad you asked. In a December 2015 interview, uh, the director, I think, Macquarie or the writer, I I know, said that uh, Cruise has an idea for a sequel and that the concept is locked and loaded. And then in April 2016, the the, the director signed on to direct the sequel. Um, and then in October 2016, he the the director said that the film would revolutionize how people make sequels. That's cool. Uh, and then he said that the story is much better than the original film. And then he also said a sequel that's a prequel. No, but I... But it's not a prequel. It's a sequel that's a prequel. Oh, isn't that interesting? Oh, because uh, well, each if, day you follows two days in the past. Yeah, it starts after the first film ends, but then he immediately dies and goes back to two <laughs> days before the film. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. The, this is relevant to your podcast, isn't it? Because they're from outer space. Ah, where thank the you. stars are. Yeah. Which was yeah. intentional on Chris's part. That's right. I'm and sure. also because looking at astrology causes you to relive your mistakes over and over so that you might better your future. And yeah. also because you guys are always saying your H for the D and those things have like a million Ds flying off them in like every direction. That's true. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Suddenly got so much scarier. <laughs> more about the sequel. In May 2017, director revealed that the title will be Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat. Oh, oh my that's fucking exciting. god! I hate that. And I that both Cruz and Emily Blunt will reprise their roles for the first film. This is public knowledge. <laughs> I love that their names are Cruz and Blunt, like a, like yeah. a hot summer that's night, cool. or like a um like a crime, like two cops in the seventies, like smoking weed. Cruz and, and Blunt hot. smoking weed. Yeah. yeah, they're like they're gonna have to confiscate that, <laughs> and then they're like Waza. <laughs> Uh, in March 2018, director Lyman revealed- You're just reading a Wikipedia article to us right no, now? No, this is stuff I wrote, made notes <laughs> of earlier. In March 2018, Lyman revealed that he was now working with, of course we all know, Jez Butterworth on a script rewrite for the film. That's right, Jez, the Jez Butterworth. Uh, <laughs> later that month, Blunt stated that she, Cruz, and Lyman were all enthusiastic about the project, but also noted that it's- it's a lot for all the stars to align, stars, uh, <laughs> for everyone to be free at the same time and available to do it at the same time. And then in March 2019, it was reported that Matthew Robinson would rewrite the screenplay. So, you know. The screenplay has just been under constant It's getting revision. a lot of- uh, A lot of cooks in the kitchen. Revisions, yeah. Well, they want it to be good. Sounds like a good sign. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can I guess their astrological suns and moons? Yes. Tom Cruise. Aries, because he's like kind of a big baby at the start of the movie, very opportunistic, kind of selfish. The, ca- the characters? The characters, okay. yeah. Moon, 
Capricorn because when the time comes, he's ready to get down to business and he's dedicate. Right. And uh, he falls in love with her, but he keeps a very cool, detached, aloof thing going on with her. But that's that's my guess. And then Emily Blunt, a Scorpio. She's got secrets. She literally kills Tom Cruise. <laughs> in, over like, and over his and first over or second again. death. Oh yeah, but I mean, like before she even like has a reason to kill him, she just kills him because like she went. Oh, she she loots his body as he's yeah. dying yeah. and does not help him. Um, Scorpio, and then her moon. I mean, she's definitely got some some shit going on in there, and she kisses him at the end. Exactly. Which you know signs she- would kiss someone? I mean, someone who presents as she does, but then still kisses someone when they get emotional. I'm going to say she's a cancer. She's super cold and, and... I guessed both of those things in my head before you said them. She's lying. Scorpio cancer? Uh-huh. Wow. No, she's lying. It's fake. Fake news. The student. Beca- the, I mean, the producer becomes the... <laughs> the producer becomes the student who becomes the teacher. Yes. <laughs> okay, give us some more facts. Okay. Well, I don't have any more facts per se. Because the, the Wikipedia article's over? No, 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 no. I just didn't copy and paste all of the Wikipedia articles, <laughs> just the things that I uh, thought were the most interesting. And do a word how did doc. You, how did you see Edge of Tomorrow? Did you just see it because you see movies all the time, so you like saw it when it I came think, out? Uh, I saw it definitely... Did I see it in the theater? I'm, I'm almost positive I saw it in the theater. Mm. Uh... I guess it was probably before Movie Pass was a thing, 2014. Yeah, is Movie Pass still a thing? That got shut down, right? Yeah, it's over. Um, I, I I saw it in the theater. I was in love. I loved it so much. I actually showed up to the theater a little late. I remember that, but I didn't miss. I don't think I missed too much. I think I just missed like the beginning, like news, right? Footage, which is something I love in movies. Uh, when done right, it's really cool. When it's like. It's just like it looks like CNN and it's like meteor crashes in Venezuela. Yeah, the yeah, beginning yeah. of Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet is pretty iconic what in that what in that way. It's well, it's like the tale of two houses or whatever, like the beginning of the play, but it's like a woman just like reporting on the news. Oh yeah, and then it, it like all of a sudden like. It shows this footage of like helicopters flying over the city and there's like a statue and then it like zooms in like rigidly on the statue's face closer and closer and then it just like busts out of the news thing yeah. and becomes the real film yeah, and then yeah. the music is so it's like dramatic opera music yeah. it's like fucking sick yeah. but yes I'm with you on that hell yeah one thing that really drew me in about Edge of Tomorrow like right from the top was when Tom Cruise was a little bitch I was like, I loved that he was a little bitch because it's so boring when there's an action movie and someone like Tom Cruise is in it and they're just like this like stoic person. But he was just like, I'm a little bitch. I'm an advertiser. I don't want to go to war. He was like like scared. Yeah. 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 Sweating. He was always trying to get out of being there. He was scared and like really selfish. Like, oh, yeah. Just like did not care about all of these soldiers dying. And then he literally was put in their shoes yeah and uh died a million times and then became a good person and yeah. i was like fuck yeah this and is bill cool. paxton love bill paxton who's he again he is like the sergeant or whatever the irish oh, guy yeah. no, no no the oh no, the, the southern guy yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah. so great 
Yeah, he was good. Rest in peace, he's dead. <gasps> oh, no. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, no. Speaking of, my favorite quote from the movie is, I think there's something wrong with your suit. There's a dead guy in it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I definitely remember that quote because it happened like five that's right. to ten times. All right, well, that's, those are. I'll take all those thoughts into account. Here are my problems with Edge of Tomorrow. I've only seen it less than ten times. And that's a problem. Yes. It's not long enough. It's only one hour and 53 minutes. Okay. It's only one movie. <laughs> and then the aliens look too cool and scary. <laughs> Those are my only that's notes. It? Yeah. And Should Tom Cruise doesn't get the... naked. I'm sure you have a problem with that, right? See, I, I, I would, I, I'm, I'm, you know. Oh, did you know that Tom Cruise was considered for Brad Pitt's role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Whoa. That movie would have sucked if that had happened, I think. It would have just been a very different feeling movie. Brad Pitt's so fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, look at him go. Mm. I don't really know enough about Tom Cruise like to really like understand him as an actor, but like superficially, just not nearly as cool as Brad Pitt. Like most people aren't as cool as Brad Pitt. Right. I'm not even a Brad Pitt fan. Like he's fine. I don't like care about him, but I'm just like he's cool as fuck yeah yeah he threw a can of dog food at a girl's face and i was like that's the coolest thing i've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) there's something about like tom cruise and a few other like like the the most crazy famous people you can think of actor wise Mm -hmm. uh aside i think from brad pitt and leonardo dicaprio but i wouldn't really put him in the same league wait what about leonardo dicaprio I think Leonardo DiCaprio is very, very famous, but he is not as famous as Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise. Is that Oh, correct, definitely. Right? Yeah. There's something about, and uh, Brad Pitt aside, but like Tom Cruise and all other like super A-list celebrities, at a certain point, they stop playing human people in movies. Right. They're always like larger than life or like kind Mission of like- Mission Impossible. Right. Like yeah. it's always like- they're not doing any kind of like, you know, intimate drama. Yeah. Yeah. But like Angelina Jolie, she's never playing any normal person anymore. Yeah. yeah. She's either like an evil queen with like dragon wings or she's like going to uh, save many, many little orphans you know like those seem right. to be her two modes yeah, yeah. she's laura lara croft mm. that was so she's chris's therapist ago. that was another That's life right. yeah we already talk about lara croft maybe and, like in the very first episode about and, how i tried to man never mind okay <laughs> Are you trying to want? all right a oh. lot of young boys would play tomb raider and they there was rumors that there was like a code that you could put in and you <laughs> oh, could see you her poor naked. Poor idiot. I know. We're oh very stupid people. <laughs> is that why my mom bought this video game? My mom doesn't even like video games and she bought a PlayStation just so she could play a Tomb Raider. That is exactly why your mom did that. <laughs> wow. She called me and told me. <laughs> my mom, my adult mom, was trying to see some video games, some pixely video game titties. Nice. Okay, I think it's time for an Astro Probe. I am here today with Samira from LA-based band Winter. How's it going? How's it going? So good. I haven't seen you since, I think, since you were 
you sang on a few songs on my album Nightstand. Yeah, I think that was the last time. I can't believe it. And then I did go to one of your shows in LA. Maybe that was when we were recording. Uh-huh. I think we stopped by for a little bit, but you guys were like swarmed by people. The show was so sick and there oh, were so cool. many people there. But... Yeah, it's so fun to be here. Um, How long have you lived in LA? Five years. Dang. Yeah. I really love it, though. It's very cosmic. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, truly. <laughs> um, cool. Tell me about your history with astrology. Um, I think I started getting into astrology kind of little by little. And then probably last year, I was like, I just like owned it. You know what I mean? Like, I've always been into it. But then if I'd always be like, yeah, but I don't know. Like, you know, it's kind of sketchy. Kind of like, yeah, maybe. I don't know if I believe it. And like, I think last year, I just really was like, I love it. I believe it. Like, (laughs) you know, yeah, you're living it now living it yeah. and you said that you have a, your bandmate studied uh with in, in some kind of like oh, my best friend yeah oh best friend okay one of my best friends yeah she's an astrologer she does readings um her name's angel aura and not her real name but you know her, her like photography name. artist name yeah cool. um and it's it's really fun because she's definitely someone that doesn't ever impose it mm-hmm. like i gradually started like kind of opening up to her and she she helps me out so much she'll be like yeah I think you're feeling this because like the sun is squaring the moon blah 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 and I'll be like thank you <laughs> oh that's so sweet and you were saying that she studies psychological astrology yeah which is what I ramble on about on the pod every episode so that's <laughs> cool um you'll be well fit for this interview um okay cool what are your big three Okay, so I'm a Taurus sun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Gemini rising. Okay. And a Pisces moon. Oh my gosh, I also have a Pisces moon. Yay. And it's... my best friend has a Taurus sun and Gemini rising. Oh, cool. One of them. Yeah, as a Gemini, I have a few best friends. <laughs> 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 All right, so let's jump into the sun question. Are you ready? Uh oh. <laughs> okay. Sun question, what is your purpose? What do you think your purpose is? I think my purpose is to inspire. Wow. <laughs> that was some people I think like more often than not, when I ask that question, people just go, Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> and it takes a while for them to like really like get it together. But not only did you get there immediately, but in like a short <laughs> amount of words. The thing is, I love like getting deep and thinking about these deep things. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the people in my life are also into it. It's like my sisters and like some of my close friends. So I've definitely yeah. had conversations where I'm like, what is my purpose? So I've thought about this before. Oh, right. So okay. it kind of doesn't count. Yeah, but... you've clocked the hours there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Perfect. Um, moon question. What makes you feel safe? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) See, I don't know if I I have really thought about that question ever. Um, You know, it's I think I have a weird thing sometimes with emotions. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I feel safe when I feel in control of them. In control of your emotions? Yeah. And what do you think helps you get in control of your emotions? I think... um, I think like feeling grounded, mm-hmm. you know, being like a Taurus, I feel like 
being grounded is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like being around positive energy really helps me. Um, totally. Yeah. And with a Pisces moon, um, it has very like, is it empathic or something? When you're when you absorb the feelings of people yeah. around you, and um, so the the influence of positive energy can be kind of like magnified mm-hmm. with something like a Pisces moon. Totally. And like a negative energy can also be a mass, it can impact massively. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I think honestly, alone time too is like, yeah, I have such a hard time really finding a balance. Like I usually, I think the, the Gemini rising, like definitely, I, it keeps me like going and pushing so hard and just like go out, go out, blah, blah. But then I have this other side where I really can only recharge mm-hmm. if I'm by myself. So I need to work on making more time for yeah. being by myself, which for is never sure. enough, you know? Yeah, definitely. And the final question, this one's a little more fun, the rising question. Um, what TV show or movie character do you most attach to and kind of like project onto, relate to, and, and strive to be more like? <laughs> okay. Um, I would love to be more like Cat from 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Just Wouldn't <'cause> we all? <laughs> she's such a badass. Oh, yeah definitely she's such a badass and like she definitely does have that maybe she's kind of a Taurus kind of gal I don't know oh yeah now that I think about it she is kind of Taurusy, but maybe that's because I want to be like her <laughs> <laughs> no I see it yeah um yeah that rules uh and she seems like particularly in control of her emotions I think uh-huh. like she's she doesn't like wear them on her sleeve anyway yeah. I don't know if that's what you would consider being in control of emotions. Um, yeah. I mean, I I'm always trying to bury mine. As a Pisces moon, I'm, like, afraid <laughs> that people are going to see my, like, kind of, like, annoying. <laughs> I, I, I worry my emotions will annoy people. So I, like, my goal is to be hiding them at all times. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> I think I definitely have, I struggle with being, like, vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, like feeling darker emotions like I always kind of am like no like I don't know I think uh I think what I like about Kat is um she she puts her foot down and has some really good boundaries Mm -hmm. which is something I struggle with sometimes I'm very like Mm -hmm. yeah totally this is so chill and then I'll be like in a situation where I'm like oh man like I think I need to tell this situation to just be like hey this isn't cool actually yeah for sure yeah boundaries and setting them well cool where can we find more info on winter if you look up daydreaming winter you'll find us in different places Mm -hmm. yeah daydreaming winter and uh, anything coming up on the horizon you want to talk about we have a west coast tour we're playing in la on the 20th at the bootleg um But we're doing like a tour supporting this band from Brazil called Bugarings. Amazing. Um, yeah, it'll and be a winter West Coast is tour. like a, an LA slash like <laughs> Brazilian band, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I grew up in Brazil, so I definitely have some songs that are in Portuguese. Amazing. Um, but yeah, the rest of the band is 
from California. <laughs> okay, cool. So you're just bringing a healthy dose of it into the... Into yeah. The, cool. Awesome. Yes, go check out Winter. They are incredible. So dreamy. And uh, thanks, Samira. Thank you. Let's uh, review the big five. I've got this. Okay, Jenny, go ahead. The John Wick trilogy. That's right. Sleepless in Seattle. That's good. Uh... The Edge of Tomorrow. That's right. Frozen. Uh-huh. And um, uh, the other one that I remember because I was like, oh, yeah, Scream. Got it. Nailed it. All right, Jess, yeah. big five, what are they? <laughs> Go ahead. Scream. Got it. Sleepless in Seattle. You nailed it. John Wick Trilogy. Good job. Edge of Tomorrow. That's good. Frozen. You, you friggin' nailed it. Fuck yeah. yeah. Damn, Jess wins. She was faster than <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. The way you did it was really slow, and then when Jess did it, it was like right at the top of her head. I can't believe I wonder how. I wonder how she got refreshed so quickly. I don't know. There's no way to find out. Advice. Question number one. What the F is EndNode about? What is an EndNode? Please give me your perspective on it. Quad Libra. This person has four Libra placements in their chart. How's a guy like me going to get anywhere romantically if I'm so focused on pleasing everyone? I will answer the first part of that, EndNode, when you see that when you put your birth chart in a calculator online. EndNode refers to the North Node. That is because there is a component in your chart. It's a component of the moon. It's called the North Node and the South Node. They're two different. They're just points. They're not actual physical things, but they refer to the polarities of the moon, the um, the North and the South uh, polar points of the moon we'll get into that way farther in the future um let's skip it for now don't worry about that just focus on the basics and uh as for the second part having a lot of libra in your chart and getting people getting anywhere romantically with trying to please everyone i'm gonna let jenny steer that one because jenny has a libra moon oh well it's very hard what's it, it like it's hard you just want to take care of everyone around you <gasps> In that's why you bought me lunch instead of yes, today that's why i bought you lunch oh my god everyone's feelings and needs are more in, at least my base setting is that everyone else's needs and feelings are more important than mine i you, can see it in your I eyes i can relate to that personally. i can see it in your eyes sometimes when you're trying to like please someone else that you're not even remembering that you have needs <laughs> in any way you're just are immediately attaching to whatever other people might need hell yeah well i like to be helpful um, but it's not very healthy, is it? Um, some of the time, at least. It's definitely something you just kind of, I mean, you're uh, steps ahead in the game because you're aware of what you have going on. That's like, I think, the hardest part of any kind of self-improvement that you might try to embark upon. It's just like actually determining what the issues might be and why they are issues. And that's like like a pretty good leaping off point in terms of how you can use that knowledge. I mean, I think it's sort of like just cultivating the awareness and trying to make an effort when you feel yourself sort of like squiggling about uh, all like, oh, fuck, somebody needs something and I got to like take care of it. You know, it feels like an emergency. Um, I would encourage you to try to be aware when that's happening. And if you can find a moment in your own brain to say, well, what is actually happening here? And how can I help this person? And should I, you know what the best, sorry, I'm like casting about in the dark here. The best way to think about it is when you fly on a plane and they show you a safety video and they tell you if oxygen masks come down from the ceiling, 
you should put your own mask on first before you put somebody else's mask on for them or help uh-huh. them with it. Do that. That's a Maybe great little thing. I love that. Appeal That's to your, great for Libra. Appeal to your inner Libra by saying you will be actually better uh, at helping people if you take care of yourself first. Yeah, I love that. You nailed it, Jenny. Okay, next question. All right, question two. Zach, therapist, and I talk a lot about how I've spent a lot of my life repressing my emotions to make sure that other people have room to fully express themselves or to not rock the boat. However, this is obviously not the healthiest behavior because it does not allow me to honor my feelings as I'm constantly trying to be diplomatic and keep things in harmony. Jenny. Is this person a Libra too? While I've already talked to my therapist about this, I'm interested in your unlicensed opinions and on how my... And how my signs play into this behavior. Thanks. Did they give their signs? But they didn't give their signs. Don't worry. I'm looking it up. I forgot to put it in here. Leo sun, Pisces moon, Libra rising. Oh, boy. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I don't know if boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So this person is repressing their emotions and trying to keep the harmony for everybody else. Well, you have a Pisces moon. There's something going on here where... So Pisces moon, which is what I have, is a very emotional sensitive placement you you in theory should be kind of very in touch with um with how you're feeling and, and allowing yourself to experience it and if you're not then there's some kind of block happening there um i blockhead. suggest you're a real blockhead like charlie brown sorry exactly i think you could go two ways here you can take jenny's advice from the last question put on your own oxygen mask before you put on others oxygen masks and then also what you should do is look up online or through books more about pisces moon when i learned that i had a pisces moon i learned so much about my own emotions again psychological astrology not because i think that my pisces moon is the reason for the way i am but just reading about what the texts in the world that are offered have to say about pisces moon made me think a lot about my emotions and it kind of helped me get there with it email in and let me know how it goes please jenny do you have anything you want to say to us for the third question, we've asked Jenny to give us something and we're going to give her advice. What yes. can we help you with? You trust us, you right? Me? Well, you're yeah. So my question, oh my, my question God, is that... Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> my question is that sometimes... No, don't do it. <laughs> sometimes when I'm... Um, Sometimes when I'm trying to communicate with someone or I'm, I'm asking a question or answering a question, I get really self-conscious because it takes me a long time sometimes to kind of formulate. just happened. This is like literally just happened. To formulate my thoughts. And I, I really, my goal is always to communicate as effectively as possible, which like involves a lot of like labored word choice and refining. Um, it's like if you had a, google doc and you were just constantly like editing as you write but you can like delete a sentence and no one will ever read it or half a sentence or whatever you're saying you have a hard time communicating with people this is not going very well wait hey come on jenny all right i i have an advice question i have (laughs) sometimes my friend will talk so for so long (laughs) and i'm just standing there going what i gotta go I just want to take a second to point out (laughs) that Chris's joke in reference to Jenny's communication sensitivities feels a lot like a Libra moon meets a Capricorn moon. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
it's where real. Chris is just a Hot. detached, dry, humored, just like asshole. Um, You're looking for the word no, asshole. No, 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 no. That doesn't say that in the book. Tiny dick. Um, tiny dick. Oh, <laughs> whoa. Emotionally you think despondent. I have tiny dick syndrome. An emotionally detached person, and then we've got Jenny over here who wants everyone to be happy and. Uh-huh. Except the, for her friends. Your moons are... telling the longest story in the world, too. Oh, oh my... <laughs> I'm kidding. It's fun to joke around. Jenny's going to cry after no, this no, taping. I'm, no, she can't cry when she's getting the best massage she's ever had in her <laughs> life. <laughs> okay, I won't be there for that. I just want to reiterate that earlier today, Chris's wife asked me to look at her ass. All right, but she was kind of like, this is some, there's more to this story, actually. <laughs> yeah, there no, is. No, 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 but not that much more. H for the D to the stars and back. Jenny, I'm sorry, and I love you. I didn't say you love me too, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, say it. H-R-O-D. To the stars. I already said it. And back. <laughs>